Hello, dog. Hello, and welcome. It's been a while since we've been on the block. Not, it has been. Not my choice, necessarily. A minute. I mean, I know, one, we, we got waylaid because of life. And then, and then we decided to do two Hollywood Boulevards in a row. And yeah, we got, as I said on last week's Hollywood Boulevard, we had to reschedule a bunch of shows. And so scheduling became tricky. So we missed one week. And then we had so much to talk about for at least one of the Hollywood Boulevards. That was all we did. We did a theater roundup last week. If you guys haven't checked it out, please do. Um, and I guess for another week, we did something similar, just an HB, I guess. Or maybe it's um, just been yeah, we just did a, we just did a HB, and I, and I I don't remember why we did that, but yeah, it's it's been so it's been like three weeks, and I mean I I watched the episode three weeks ago, and as I was saying to Doug in the green room, I don't remember a damn thing. So um, <laughs> because and I, and I think it's because these episodes are so forgettable. Like this whole season, yeah, every I, episode is forgettable. Correct us, dear listeners, if you disagree, but, um, yeah, these are, I mean, they're lazily written and plotted, and um, I just feel like the writer's room is going for plot over character every single time, so nothing really feels organic, and nothing really feels particularly interesting, like, there weren't, there weren't, (laughs) yeah, but, like, there weren't the wholly original plots for the bulk of the storylines in its heyday it's just that all of like the characters and their relationships and their histories and the nuances Mm -hmm. and the campiness of it all came together and now it's like we just want to have this plot and these are our players we forgave Um, a lot of the plot issues in the earlier seasons because it was just so much fun being with the characters um and and their ridiculous over-the-top campiness and now it's just yeah, none of them are really likable. No, they used to be dressed up really well, and now they're you know it's they're all emperors, no clothes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, the moral of the story is write likable characters. I seriously think maybe that, maybe cast charming actors too. Yeah, but I seriously think that like audiences, whether it's a book, a movie, a TV show. If, if they like the character and they're rooting for the character, they forgive a lot of story sins. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone knows that there's a limited number of storylines that if you're going to get invested in a show, you're aware that you're going to see things that have been done before. The, the pull are your characters. Right. Right. That's who you want to be around. Um, and so if you don't write these compelling characters... Um, then yeah like you know you can't you're you're not gonna hold people's attention yeah i i'm gonna wait till the end of the episode because there's a question i want to ask you and i hope i remember but because i don't want to forget uh before we dive into me walking you through the episode (laughs) you're you're telling me what happened yes (laughs) um i did want to mention uh another podcast that Alyssa and i are big fans of um they're uh, four guys, and their podcast is called We Hate Movies, and then they've spun off a Patreon, which I kind of take umbrage with. It's a Melrose and 90210 recapping podcast of their own, so oh. I'm a little loath to give them props. I think they started it early in the pandemic, um, and they started recapping one episode at a time, and I think they probably realized that there's 7,000 episodes, so they they kind <laughs> of do like – 
a Melrose and a 90210 at a time. And one of uh, the four guys tweeted uh, a, a screen grab from, I guess, uh, beginning of season two. I think it's it was an Allison Billy scene. I think it's when she was dating Steve Parker Stevenson. Okay. Um, and it's it's Andrew Shu is delivering this line about how like Steve is always there, how Allison seems to have a crush on him, and the way he delivers this line is something like, "And then bingo, there he is." Then he's supposed to say, "And then bingo, there he is," but it kind of sounds like he's saying "mingo." And they're getting a lot of mileage out of that gif. Um, so I just wanted to give props to our our friend podcast in um, your, your loving Melrose and your riffing on Andrew Shue. Um, wow. Yeah, and good luck to them. They've got a they've got a long road to hoe. They've got here. a lot of they've got a lot of good to go before they get to the um, less than. The yeah, but but it's a but it's going to be a slog. Yeah, we're here for you guys it now. Also, if you ever want to have us on, hi. Um, yeah, enjoy it well. It's going to last for a while, though. I mean, I give him that. But when it hits, it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. And there's no getting out of it either at that point because you know, you're no, already you so say, we're waiting. We're just waiting through to I the know, end. I know. I know. We're just biding our time. Yeah. I think Alyssa has counted. This is episode 18 of okay. season seven and i think we have 35 episodes jesus total. christ so we're, we're like just past the halfway point <laughs> what the just fuck what the fuck they made it long they made they made it a longer season they like tacked on one or two extra hours assholes yeah. i know like jesus. like guys j- just stop we see the effort you're not putting in so why um okay here we are and maybe uh we can figure out if there is any exciting storyline here, I'm not sure there is. Um, so it actually begins weird. See if you can remember, Michael is walking through the beach house and he's put it up for sale because apparently Jane is, is indeed suing him for divorce and apparently is like taking him for a lot. So he's got this nosy realtor that we've never seen before. And, and she's been snooping on him with a telescope. So she's seen all the women that have gone in and out of the beach house. You know, she asks about Kimberly and he's like, yeah, she died. And she asks about Megan. He's like, yeah, we're divorced. And she hints that she'd be into something more. Um, and then we go back to Melrose and both Ryan and Megan are getting ready for the day. And they're talking into their mirrors and practicing what they will say to the other. Um, and then she's on her way up the stairs to his apartment and he's running on his way down and they see each other and they both have too much pride to admit they're interested and and she won't admit she was coming up to his apartment and it takes two. So they both have to ask each other out at the same time and they finally are going out on a date. Finally, hopefully, to like start uh, this wah, dumbass wah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I don't know. They, they, they spent, they, they usually like take, they, they usually insta love everybody on this show and now they're dragging this out with the two of them. Yeah. And, you know, we've also talked about, they spent a lot of time developing Kyle and Amanda, but mm-hmm. they had chemistry and they had some sort of reason to be drawn to each other. 
Ryan and Megan don't really have that. It's just Megan is on the show and needs a man, and we needed an extra male character, so let's give Kyle a brother, and here we are. And, and swap them in. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I think also they're they're ruining the enemies to lovers trope too. They they're not doing it right. Like they because they it's keep, too wishy washy. It is too wishy washy. They need to hate each other. Until, until they, they love each other, yeah. you know, and they're not doing that. There's two, like, the, both of them are sticking the toe in the water too many times. Exactly. That's exactly right. You it's know, so. Definitely boring. So, which is making me crazy because, like, enemies to lovers is probably one of my favorite tropes, um, as it is with a lot of people. Um, and, and it just is making me nuts that they can't get this right. Right. And also, the I hate you, then I love you thing is, the hate is also a sign of chemistry. Yes. So yes. they don't have that. No, they don't. They don't love each other enough to hate each other because there's no chemistry. There's no fire there. It's just proximity. Exactly. It's just, you know, it's a it's a hard body. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so now Amanda is on this quest to procreate. And it's like she took reproduction one oh one overnight. Like, she went to Alta Vista and looked up how to have a baby while Kyle was in the shower. Because he comes out, and she gives him a towel, and now she's... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It just, it just clicked remember? Alta Vista instead of Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nice one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 1998. Um, and, and she um, wants all these rules, like... They can't have sex, and he has to wear boxers to free up the guys. Um... And she wants them to start their family as they build their dream house. So this is, I guess, Amanda's second vow of celibacy of a kind um, in the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, Amanda equals baby. And then we come back from the cold open, I think, and Kyle's at the hospital. And of course he has to see Peter because there's no other doctor in all of L.A., no other hospital in all of L.A. Um, that's who you go to because it's actually a very personal question. He says a couple men that he was in the Gulf with have had problems with fertility. He wants to know if he's going to have the same problem because I guess he and Amanda never even once talked about starting a family in their 18 marriages um, since they've gotten together. And <laughs> and so he, uh, he wants Peter to run a, a test to see if he is sterile or if he can father kids with Amanda because she will have, she will have her baby. Um, there was something poignant about this because they did bring in like I was in Iraq and there's there was all this stuff. So I, I appreciated what they were doing there with that storyline. But But you it, know, they take something that's real world plausible or moving and they kind of like doo doo all over it. And, and to, that's exactly like, it. To, yeah. To to like Jerry Rig it for their storyline, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. We'll we'll get there later, I guess. Yeah. Um so Jane, this I found bizarre. So Jane and Ryan are working together at uh, Amanda Woodward Advertising, and there's this colleague. I don't remember his name. I think I actually have it further down in my notes. He'll reappear. Um, and Ryan is telling Jane, who is again on her way to being single, um, that this coworker is interested in her. 
Um, and Jane's like, oh, mildly interested. And and then Amanda comes in and she gives Kyle, excuse me, she gives Ryan a ton of work and tells him that she's grooming him to take over the agency and become CEO because in nine months she plans to have a baby and then she's going to stop working and uh, the company is it. That was easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's been in advertising for five minutes. Yeah, no qualifications. Wasn't he like a Wall Street guy no before? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what up? You know what? I wish my career had been this easy. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I'm not one of those people. I think I've met a few. I think I've met a couple of those fast trackers though. Um, and then at long last, Eve shows up with bangs. Oh. At the hospital to see Peter. Um, so the way the episode before last ended, or the episode before this ended, it's when we finally learned the truth about Eve's past, and we ended the episode with a nightmare. She was in bed having just married Peter, having just told Kyle the truth about her being in prison. Um, and she has a nightmare where the, the guy that she killed was, like, outside the window. And you know she what? woke up. Thank God that you br- you're bringing this back because I completely forgot that she like m- killed somebody. Like I'm, I completely forgot all that. <laughs> it's totally forgettable. Too Absolutely forgettable. To your point, right? Oh my God. Yeah. The storylines ultimately are arbitrary. Yeah. Because if they didn't find this reason to have character A and character B together, they just find another one, and we'll get there too. Um. So, so Eve had that nightmare, and I guess. Eve had been having nightmares, and then she comes in to her husband's place of work, even though she should see him in their home, to thank him for helping her get rid of her nightmares. And I don't know if this was an active thing, or it's actually a figurative thing, like, now that I have you in my life, I'm not having nightmares, or if he, like, actually gave her tricks or hypnotized her or what. But those nightmares that we thought I might thought it was a thing... <laughs> I would have thought it was done. because they were like having some nookie. You took Could have my been. Nightmares. To me, that's a nightmare too. But yeah. <laughs> but again, like, wouldn't you say that to your significant other in your home, and not like come to work? Um, but, but the point is actually, even Peter go into his office, and somehow both Lexi and Amanda are sitting there. Um, off screen. And for no logical reason, based on where they have left off with each other, Lexi and Amanda have decided to come together, bury the hatchet, and start a charitable foundation for the children's wing of uh, whatever the hospital is called. I want to call it like Beverly Wilshire Hospital. But yes, I think it's called. Beverly Wilshire. Is it? Okay. I think it is, yeah. Um, and... And this is around Christmas time. I checked to see if this was their Christmas episode. I think there's actually another episode right before the holiday, but they're starting to be in the Christmas mode. Um, so yeah, they've buried the hatchet. And so Lexi, Eve, and now Amanda, or, or, or Lexi, Amanda, and now Eve are all going to work together um, and and start planning and decorating the children's wing. But um, Eve is not happy about it. Yeah. Um, and Lexi gets this funny dig at uh, all of them, basically, and, and she refers to the three women as Peter's women, the past, the present, and the always. The always <laughs> is not Eve, the always is Amanda. She ain't wrong. She's not wrong, but I don't like that she gets the line. Yeah. Um, 
and oh so we're back with ryan and megan it's relatively early in the episode for them to be having this date and that's because it is gonna go badly they're just so self-conscious it's going really awkward they each have problems making conversation and then she accidentally spills her wine on him and then as he gets up he sees a rose seller um and that's when he realizes that he can't buy the rose because he left his wallet at home so we also can't buy dinner and i have questions because i thought they were at kyle's restaurant yeah, he doesn't need to pay at his brother's place. Like, he could easily, he? because we see them a little bit later, and I guess I'll, I'll recap it then, but but Megan apparently has no money on her. She says something like, oh, I should have brought some cash and a credit card on me. And I'm like, this is 1998, almost 99. Like, yeah, why don't you have this shit on you? And also, Ryan had to leave his car as collateral. They walk home. Um, and I'm like, if this was Kyle's, I think you could just leave, and uh, they know you're good for it. I mean, pay you later. I mean, even yeah. if Megan wasn't with Ryan, like, you know what I mean? Like, they all live at the same apartment building. Yeah. Like, you know, tack it on to my next rent. Like, yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, it, that was really weird. So there's, like, a little bit more of that. But so far, that's it. The date, bad. Um, and now Lexi is antagonizing Peter in the hospital. And and she says that people change and she's uh it's another version of lexi she just needed a swift kick and that's what she got after his wedding to eve so i guess lexi is all good now well you just wait um <laughs> oh so this is where we go back that same night and and kyle and or ryan and megan have uh, taken the bus home um the restaurant has held his car as collateral and yeah megan you should have carried the money um and the evening ends and it doesn't look great and they each just go back to their own apartment. Then this is kind of funny. I guess this is my favorite part of the episode. Jane comes to the beach house to pack up whatever stuff she had there that wasn't already in the apartment she had been back at Melrose in. Um, and they're, because it's 1998, they're arguing over movies that they own and their VHSs, which I think is funny. And, and I remember this from when it aired. Uh, they argue over their tape of the movie Indiscreet with Ingrid Bergman and Cary Grant, which is a movie we like but don't love, but like. Um, and then we get a flashback to when they met, <laughs> which is, which is I think, a retcon because they both look 50 years old when they're trying to look like 21. Um, Jane is sitting alone at the movies and Michael is behind her with a date and the date slowly flips out on, or quickly, I guess, slips out on him because... Um, she thinks he's now starting to make eyes at Jane and they just keep talking at each other during the movie. Michael's date eventually leaves. Um, and then he moves and sits next to her and they watch the movie and they talk about how like that was where it all began. And that's why this movie is so special to both of them. But, and they're talking and Michael is already in med school at this point, but I thought the story is that Michael and Jane met together at undergrad in Chicago and she was there with him through med school. And I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, who cares, who cares at this everything. point? Yeah. Like who cares? Um, and then she, she upsets Michael cause she tells him that she needs to move on with a new man. And he says he lied. His favorite movie isn't Indiscreet. It's The War of the Roses, which actually is one of my favorite movies. And I own the DVD. Um, and not she says, oh, yes. Yeah. She says, oh, yeah, it's not Liar, Liar. Um, which is cute. <laughs> and uh, then once she gets outside the house with her box of uh, tapes and CDs, um, she looks sad. Because, again, 
this storyline is dumb and just keep them together. Um, and Amanda and Kyle are uh, at the site of their future house. Um, she gets a call from the office and tells them whatever this problem is, we'll have to wait. And Kyle is shocked because work is her life. And she says, no, I'm, you know, turning over a new leaf and my family is the most important thing. And she feels him up to check that he's wearing boxers and not inhibiting his swimmers. Um, and, you know, she's like all in for this baby to be. You know, Michael comes home to the beach house and finds that realtor is just sitting and sunning herself on his deck. She's <laughs> already sold the house. Clearly, they know nothing. The buyers know nothing about the history of it, because if they did, it would be poltergeist all over again. Um, so she's already sold the house and she says Michael has to vacate in 48 hours. And then she says, you know, maybe then we can celebrate. And he tells her that he needs some alone time. Uh, spoiler, she won't take the hint. Um, okay, Tim is the name of the guy that works with Jane and Ryan, and I guess Amanda, uh, who's interested in her. Um, he comes over to Jane, and she invites him to see a, an Ingrid Bergman movie, and he tells her that he doesn't like old movies. Red alert, run, run. And And even though it's like... You know, it doesn't look like this is going to be a home run. I guess there's still a little bit of hope. And as Jane walks away, Ryan comes in and this guy Tim runs over and says, she just asked me out. Now, I thought there was going to be a real catch with this guy. Like, he's either a super bad guy or he's like so super slow or socially awkward that it's just a bad fit. As far as we can tell, it it's just like, you know, it it, it just doesn't really seem like it's going to work because it's just more about Jane realizing she's not in the place she thought she was. Um, meanwhile, Amanda walks Ryan into a conference room, introduces him to an attractive blonde, um, and she's a cosmetics client. She wants him to charm her, especially since he's the heir apparent. And it's, I think, Catherine McCord is her name, who was a famous model at the time. I recognized her, still can't place her from what, but after doing some research and, and seeing that she had apparently been on a bunch of Food Network shows, Alyssa said she recognized her from, from having been on a few things, like with Guy Fieri. Uh, but, and she said, and it's funny, because every time she saw her, she always said, who is that? What's her name? Um, so now we know. It's Catherine McCord playing herself um, in a storyline with Ryan. So Amanda, Lexi, and Eve are uh, at dinner talking about their plans for this children's wing, and they talk about their plans for the holidays. Lexi starts asking Eve questions, and Eve is trying to evade the answers, and she says, you know, she doesn't have many memories because she was on the road a lot. Um, Amanda tries to cover for her, and then Eve finally says, you know, I come from a very rich family and we had these warm holidays filled with great memories. Um, Lexi excuses herself and Amanda actually gets mad. She goes, that's my life, not yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that part now. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and Amanda's basically saying sensibly, don't lie too much because eventually Lexi will catch something and you don't want her on your trail. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and Jane is now back at the beach house again. Um, she has to yell at him because he sold the house on his own, didn't list it as community property with part of the divorce, divorce. And he's like, well, there actually isn't any money left over after the sale to be community property. And she's taking more stuff with her. And um, then this real estate agent, I think her name is Nina. I now can't remember. Um, comes in with the escrow papers. And of course, Jane sees this and it's like, you know, old dog, no new tricks. So she kind of leaves disgusted and Michael tells this woman that he's not interested, but then we fade out and it looks like they're actually going to spend the night together. Um, I guess this is the next day we see Tim and Jane are at the office and he invites her to a sneak preview of the new Julia Roberts movie. And it's the next (laughs) night. Um, And then Amanda sees Jane and says that she'll be out the rest of the afternoon and she's got to see the Midway Airlines client or whatever. Um, Oh, right. She sees her in the bathroom because they have a basket of like real cloth towels that they use instead of say paper towels. Um, I don't think they would have had those electric hand dryers then, but um, um, they have, I mean, like who's doing the laundry here? They have this basket of hand towels and Amanda just sort of like dries her hand on it and like just plops the towel down. I mean, like, this isn't a club bathroom where there's an attendant, at least not that I saw. Anyway, Amanda's out of the office the rest of the day. And then it turns out that Michael did go to bed with the realtor, but Michael could not perform. Mm -hmm. Um, And the realtor, who was, like, a terrible actress, I won't say her name. I didn't look it up because I didn't want to. Um, She says, I think you still love Jane. And that's why you have this problem. I mean, it could have been anything, but sure, fine. Okay. We have all these signs that looks like maybe Michael's not over Jane and Jane's not over Michael. And we all could have told you that. Um, So now we have a little bit of awkwardness. I don't know why there's actually so many scenes that are being filmed on location that are being filmed filmed outside. Um, But Amanda is looking for Kyle at the house and she doesn't see him. So she gets in her car and she calls her assistant and she goes, I'll give you a 401k right now if you can help me find Kyle. (laughs) Which I would have assumed she already had one, but whatever. I also don't know how she's going to help locate Kyle. But then while Amanda is on whatever PCH, whatever road that she's driving on. She sees Kyle and tries to get him atten- his attention, pull over. And we finally get the deal. Like for Amanda's urgency, she's ovulating. So they have to do it right now. Like they would do it on the side of the road if she had her way. Um, they don't have enough time to get home to do it because it's rush hour, but it turns out they're right by a motel. So Perfect. they run into the motel and, and take care of business. Um, now we're back at Kyle's at the club where our, our, uh, musical guest du jour push monkey is performing. Um, Megan is looking for Ryan, but Ryan is there with Catherine McCord. And so all Megan sees is Ryan there with new blonde woman annoyed that he has moved on. Uh, so she interrupts, um, and is rude. So Catherine McCord takes the high road and goes home. Um, and Ryan tries to explain that this wasn't a date, that this was actually business and she doesn't care, but she gets to it. And she says like, why can't we just talk to each other anymore? Or why can't you, why can how come you have no problem talking to her, but you can't just talk to me again? This like, isn't fun. Um, 
and he says, maybe we're not friends anymore. So she walks away, but then he follows her down the stairs from the upstairs to the Kyle's part of the restaurant. And he says he is so attracted to her. And she says she finds him so sexy and they finally kiss. So goody for them. Finally. Mm. Not good for us, mm. but good for them. Yeah. Well. Um, so this is like a kind of funny scene just in its stupidity. We, we come back to the Peter and Kyle sterility test and he calls his guy at the lab and the guy is like a total slob and there's two folders for two patients there's a Kyle McBride and there's a Robert McBride and they're separated just by one folder in between so he gives the last name and this is you know long before there's all these new HIPAA regulations I suppose Um, and it turns out that poor Robert McBride who may never find out has a sperm count of zero so Peter is like, Kyle, I'm really sorry. Um, and meanwhile, so well, Peter finds this out. Meanwhile, Kyle and Amanda come back home after the big night at the motel. And Kyle apparently didn't do so well in biology because he goes, I think we might have made twins that night, which is, of course, I don't think how it works. Um, <laughs> and then and then. Peter calls and, and, you know, Kyle lies and says that it's someone from the club and Amanda goes to take a shower. So uh, Kyle's alone on the phone when Peter gives him the sad test results. Um, And he asks Peter to keep it a secret. And Peter is like, well, uh, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. And Kyle's like, this is my business. Keep it a secret. Here's when we get to the really good part. Amanda and Lexi and Eve are shopping for Christmas trees. They want a hundred trees to be delivered to the hospital wing. Um, you know, Amanda and Lexi bicker for a bit, uh, and then Amanda leaves. So it's just Lexi and Eve. And then the Christmas tree salesman walks over to Eve. He recognizes her from somewhere. Um, mm. Turns out he used to be a prison guard when she was an inmate. She says, leave me alone. I was paroled. I have a new life now. Um, and he follows her to his car, and she tries to get rid of him. Um, and he walks away, but not before Lexi, in her car, sees something going on between Eve and this guy. So, of course, she knows there's some sort of smoke to lead her to a fire. And you can just bet that she's going to start digging into this, because she thinks a problem with Eve is a problem with Amanda, and that's what she really wants. Um, yeah. Okay, so Michael is at the house again and he takes out the indiscreet vhs and he leaves it at the house meanwhile at the melrose multiplex um tim and jane are leaving the julia roberts movie and he didn't like the movie and so like they're on their way into the car and and you know like jane is really trying hard she's like why i liked well why don't you tell me why you didn't think it was so good and like tim just has no game he just no, seems he like zero. a dork. Like, there's nothing yeah. implicitly wrong with him. Like, every man on the show is either a stud or a jerk, and he is neither. So he's, like, unrecognizable on this show to me. Because these people are, like, exist in the world, but don't serve a purpose for the show. And every character is typically brought in with purpose. Um, and then he's just, you know, a decoy. So he invites her to come up to his place. They get in his car. He turns on the radio, and they're playing that um an emotion song obsession which is what was playing when michael was stripping so jane flashes back to michael stripping actually it was when michael stripped in the present day 
remembering how he started out secretly as a stripper to get himself through med school. Um, and Jane changes her mind. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't go back up with you. And he goes, I can change the station. <laughs> Um, and so they call it a night and he is disappointed and I am disappointed too because we end the episode Kyle sad and drunk and alone um, in his office at the restaurant uh, Amanda calls and he hears her leave a voicemail about you know she's wearing this cute dress with a very sexy slip or whatever she's ready for him to come home so they can keep trying to have this uh, baby um Woodward or Wood Baby Woodward McBride, um, and he's like, he's upset, he's despondent because he knows that he cannot father this child, and he's Rob Estes is, I don't want to say doing his best to pretend to cry, he's doing his thing to pretend to cry. It's not great. It's not really convincing, and that's where we do the slow fade out because poor Kyle has has just gotten this bad news, and what's a guy to do? Yeah. Um. So here's my question. Yes. We have nine actors currently on the show, if I include Rena Sover as like one of our principals. Who are our best actors on the show? Oh. Yeah. Um, I think Kelly Rutherford... Um, I like her. I always liked her and I kind of like her character, even though she's not given much. Um, I find her watchable, which I, I like, um, of course, Amanda, but I don't really like the, I, I want to get knocked up storyline. Um, and for the guys, it's like a race to the bottom. That's where it is. Yeah. That's how I feel too. You know, you know I, I mean, like our, our normal answer would be Thomas Calabro. But I think this storyline gives him nothing, and and I think even he has kind of stopped trying. Yeah, I don't blame him. It's not a it's not about blame. Um, yeah, I, if I had to give an answer, and it hurts my heart like a, a tiny bit. Um, I guess it's Jack Wagner. Ooh. But really, I think like right now, Kelly Rutherford and and Heather Locklear are the ones that are doing the best with what they can yeah i agree with that um that was the episode i don't think i said the title because i would have gotten great joy out of saying the title uh suddenly sperm <laughs> like suddenly seymour i think so i think that's what they were going for yeah uh, 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 or, or suddenly susan Oh, maybe Which would have been more timely, but yeah. I don't think anyone was talking about it by that time, so yeah, I don't know. No. But there we go. Suddenly sperm. <gasps> suddenly we're headed on over to the boulevard. Yeah, let's get out of here. So, by the way, Doug, thank you for the heavy lifting, because I would have never gotten any of that. Oh, that's what Word Documents are for. Thank you for your patience in uh, waiting all this time to uh, to get to this episode. Okay, yeah, and hear, to hear about how terrible it was. And there it went. Indeed. So we're going to go to the boulevard where it's a lot more exciting. I think so. And again, we'll have a special guest star. If you listened last week to the boulevard, you'll know who that is. That's right. Um, Meantime, as far as as I know and have planned, we will indeed be back here in a week to talk about the next episode. So we'll see you back then on the block. Bye. Bye.